Hey guys, this is Lady Tamara Lester, and I just want to thank you so much for your love and support of the Cedar Grove Church podcast. One of the easiest things you can do to support this podcast is to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And some of you guys have already done that, and we are so grateful. You can just leave a rating where you would just click the five stars, or you can leave us a review, which we love as well. So without further ado, here is week three of Oh Give Thanks sermon series done by my awesome husband, Pastor Monty Lester. Greetings, saints of God. This is Pastor Monty Lester, the senior pastor of the Cedar Grove Church located right here in beautiful Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Once again, we thank you for joining our online family and we're ready to worship the Lord. And we just, again, thank God for our online family. We just want to encourage you to continue to like, tag, and share uh, the word. Somebody needs a word of encouragement. Somebody needs some inspiration. And there is a word in the house uh, for you today. So we're grateful to God for you joining in. And again, we want you to share it so that somebody else may be positively impacted by the work that God is doing in this place. I also want to say I'm grateful for the Cedar Grove Church. Uh, you're such a wonderful uh, set of people to pastor. You are so wonderful in all of your ways. You're always responding. You're doing so much behind the scenes. And I can't say thank you enough for all the things that you continue to do week after week. Speaking of thankfulness, I'm grateful to God for our digital discipleship. Yes, Lord, although the church has left the building, although we don't do things the way we used to do, yes, uh, the church is still going forth. Discipleship is still going forth. And I'm grateful to God for all the classes, how we're still positively impacting lives for Jesus Christ. Uh, thank God for our Financial Peace University. Yes, uh, all of our participants that have been uh, in that, uh, the class is now closed, uh, is full as far as registration is concerned. And as a matter of fact, we're halfway through that. God is changing lives. People are being positively impacted forever because of what is being, what's going forth there. And we thank God for that. Not only Financial Peace University, but we also have adult and youth Sunday school that's going forth every Sunday. Yes, Lord. So you can dial in and we get to see each other's faces. Yeah, we get to have a good time fellowshipping with one another through our adult and youth Sunday school. And uh, also coming up, speaking of digital discipleship, uh, we're getting ready to go into our winter season groups. Yes. Winter C groups. Yes, Lord. That's our connect groups that we have at the Cedar Grove Church where we get to love on one another. And again, we're doing all of this digitally. Uh, we're doing all this digitally where we get to see each other's face. So as we go in through our winter C groups, we want to remind you or ask you anyway, just to pray for us. Continue to let's pray for one another. Uh, we're laying it all before the Lord right now as it relates to what he would have us to say and to share. As always, we want him to be blessing what we're doing instead of just asking him to uh, uh, we want to be doing what he's blessing, let me say it that way, instead of asking him to bless what we're doing. So we thank God for that. And speaking of thankfulness, uh, we thank God for the Church Center app. That's the best way to stay connected, to stay informed, so that you can be aware of all the great things that God is doing through the Cedar Grove Church. So we thank God for you. We thank God for each and every one of you. And we thank God for this privilege to share his word today. 
As a matter of fact, there is a word from heaven uh, that I would love to share with you. And I'm wondering, does anybody need a word today? If you need a word, you ought to go on and type amen. Uh, go ahead and type, yes, Lord. Pastor, you talking to me today. Hallelujah. There is a word from heaven that I would love to share with you. I want to call your attention to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. And our focus and our foundation will be Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 34. Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 34. That's what we're sharing to the body of believers today. That's our focus and our foundation. But I just want to lift up one verse, uh, my key verse uh, in, that, um, in that set of scriptures right there. I want to call your attention to Acts chapter 16 and verse number 25. Acts 16, verse number 25. And when you have it, shout, I got it. Type, I got it. Hallelujah. Thank you, saints of God. The word of God says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Hallelujah. Uh, today, the Lord and I want to minister from that 25th verse today. Today, the Lord and I want to minister from the subject a moment of praise. Hallelujah. Uh, a moment of praise. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Precious Lord, we praise you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this privilege and pleasure of sharing your word to these, your people. Lord, we thank you for every moment of preparation, Lord God, but you are the final editor. Take out what needs to be taken out. Put in what needs to be put in so that your word may go forth with power and authority, that we may be strengthened, that we may be encouraged by your word today. I'm going to say thank you now for what you're getting ready to do. Have your way. It's in the name of Jesus we do pray. Somebody loves him, shout amen. Amen, amen. A moment of praise. I'm continuing today in our O Give Thanks sermon series. In our O Give Thanks sermon series, we understand that this is the Thanksgiving season where we're reminded often that even the nation understands that it's a good thing to give thanks Hallelujah. When somebody or something has been good to you. Oh, give thanks sermon series. And in this sermon series, we started out by talking about the motive of Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. The motive for Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, the motive should be because God is good. Hallelujah. Uh, he's good. As a matter of fact, God is. You can just stop right there. He's whatever you need. God is good. The motive for Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Not only that, but we also talked about the manner of Thanksgiving, uh, the manner for Thanksgiving. And because of that, yes, Lord, um, uh, when you're giving thanks, it needs to be expressed. It needs to be given. It's not something that we just think in our mind. Uh, uh, when we're thankful, it should be expressed. And we talked about how even uh, the leper that was healed and made whole, he gave thanks with a loud voice, the manner for giving thanks. So tonight, we want to take it beyond the motive for giving thanks and the manner for giving thanks. I want to talk about the, man, the moment of giving thanks. Hallelujah. The moment for giving thanks. Hallelujah. David put it this way in Psalms 34 verses 1 through 3. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be made glad. This is the part I like. He said, oh, magnify, yeah, the Lord with me. Let us, it's good when you participate with somebody, yeah, let us exalt his name together. Yes, what David is saying there, that the moment of praise, uh, the moment of thanksgiving should be at all times. 
at all times. Yes, Lord, at all times. As a matter of fact, David said it in Psalm 34, but Paul picked it up in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 and 18. It's here where the apostle Paul picked it up. He said, rejoice always. He says, pray without ceasing. And in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Yes, uh, Paul was saying it too, that we should rejoice always. We should give thanks always. Yes, uh, at all times, we should give thanks unto God. Uh, there's never an inappropriate moment uh, to express your attitude of gratefulness uh, and thankfulness towards God. Yes, Lord, we should bless the Lord at all times. And that's on our good days as well as our bad days. Uh, we should thank God when we feel like it, and even when we don't feel like it, all times, yes. Uh, we should thank God when everything is going right. We should thank God when nothing is going right. Uh, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Always thank God. And I guess you could say, Pastor, I understand that, but why are you saying that we should thank God? Because we, when we understand, first of all, that God is sovereign, yes. Uh, we should thank God because we understand that God is sovereign. That means he's in control of all things. Yes, Lord. And everything that we uh, experience, uh, we understand that it's been filtered through his loving and caring and capable hands. Yes, he's, he's sovereign. Yes, Lord. He's loving. Hallelujah. And we understand also that his aim and intention for all circumstances in all situations, is for our good and for his glory, yes. And, and when you understand that, you have reason that you can go ahead and give thanks, yes. You don't have to wait until the battle is over. You don't have to wait until the fight is finished. Um, you don't have to wait until you see how the episode works out or the circumstance, yes. Uh, you don't have to wait until anything is over. You can go ahead and give God's thanks right now. As a matter of fact, you can go on and give God thanks now. Go ahead and put a praise on what he's getting ready to do in your life. Hallelujah. Tell him, thank you for what you've already done. Hallelujah. Amen. So the moment of praise is at all times a, a moment of praise. The time that we should praise God, that's at all times. Well, that brings me to my text today, because today in our text, I want to introduce a praiser named Paul and his praise partner named Silas. Hallelujah. Who had a midnight praise party. Yes. Uh, a praiser named Paul and his praise partner named Silas who had a midnight praise party. The Bible says in Acts chapter 16, verse number 25, that and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God. And some of you know Paul. You know his testimony. Yes, Lord, I, I'm a Paul fan. I love what God has done through the Apostle Paul and even what he's continuing to do even to this day through the Apostle Paul. Paul was an overcomer. Paul was a conqueror. Paul was the epitome of having a purpose-driven life. Ever since he got his purpose, ever since he had his encounter with Christ on Acts chapter 9 on the Damascus Road, Paul was driven, yes. Uh, Paul was driven to carry out the call that God had called him to do in the earth. Yes, Lord. He had a purpose-driven life. And as a consequence, Paul was unstoppable. Yes, Lord. Highs and lows. Paul was unstoppable. He continued to do great things in the earth. And I guess you could say, why did he do that? Well, I believe the reason why he was unstoppable, the way, the, the way he was able to be an overcomer and a conqueror is because he had an attitude of gratitude. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, the secret to Paul's success 
Uh, I believe it's because he had an attitude of gratitude. He had a grateful heart. He had a, a thankful heart. Yes, Lord. Paul was not one that would allow negative people, negative places, or negative predicaments uh, to prevent him from pursuing the purpose that God had for his life. And that's what we see tonight uh, as we look at the text on this Sunday. Hallelujah. That Verse 25, and at midnight, Paul and Silas, they prayed and sang praises unto God. And I guess you can understand, uh, ask the question, why is Paul rejoicing? Uh, why is he singing? Uh, uh, why is he giving thanks unto God at this moment? And at midnight, uh, Paul praised and sang, uh, he sang and gave praises unto God. Why is he doing it at this moment? Uh, uh, at midnight, uh, uh, this moment of praise, uh, is that, uh, uh, is this moment, uh, is, was it New Year's Eve? Well, you know how some of us do it New Year's Eve and, and it's midnight, hallelujah. We, we can't wait for the clock to strike 12. And I, and I know some people, after going through all you've gone through in 2020, yes, Lord, somebody's already practicing their praise dance on what they get ready to do at midnight. Was, was it midnight? Well, uh, was it New Year's Eve? Was that the reason why Paul was singing and rejoicing? Uh, or maybe it was his birthday. Was it his birthday? Uh, you know, some people, they go in when they know it's their birthday. They have a reason to rejoice they, and give thanks. Yeah. Yeah, some people even celebrate the entire month long. Uh, was it New Year's Eve? Was it his birthday? Hallelujah. Uh, was he rejoicing because he just got a blessing or a breakthrough uh, from his prayers being answered? The thing that he had on the altar. Is that the reason why he was rejoicing and praising? Well, I want to let you know tonight uh, on this Sunday that, believe it or not, none of that stuff was true. Paul was actually rejoicing and praising at the end of a rough day. As a matter of fact, Paul was now in prison. But even though he was in prison, hallelujah, he still had a praise. Yes. Even though that he was in prison. Yes. He was still giving thanks unto God. Yes. Even in the midnight hour, he said, I'm not going to let this day go by. I'm not going to waste a chance. I'm going to take advantage of this moment. Yes. And give God a moment of praise, a, a moment of thanksgiving. And I guess some people can say, well, how can he do that? Yes. How can Paul be uh, so filled with joy? How can he still uh, praise God when everything seems to be going wrong? Well, I believe there are some lessons that we can learn from Paul today. Hallelujah. On how uh, having an attitude of gratitude and rejoicing in the Lord always, regardless of what's going on. Yes, Lord, I think we can learn some things from the Apostle Paul in the 16th chapter of the, of the book of Acts. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. And as we talk about a moment of thanksgiving, can we go deeper tonight? Are you ready? Hallelujah. Well, the first thing that we can learn from Paul is that your praise is not predicated on your predicament. Let me say that again. Your praise is not predicated on your predicament. In other words, the reason why you give thanks, uh, the reason why you sing praises uh, is not dependent upon your circumstances, your predicament, the, uh, the situation that you find yourself in, yourself in. Because believe it or not, Paul was actually having a bad day. Uh, he was having what I call one of those days. Have you ever had one of those days uh, where everything seemed to be going wrong? Uh, have you had one of those days when you woke up on top of the world and went to bed with the world on top of you? Uh, have you ever had one of those days? Yeah, uh, uh, the day was so rough that that you didn't even want the dog to bark. 
You didn't even want the cat to, cat to meow. Uh, a day so rough, you didn't even want the fish to swim in the aquarium. Hey, has anybody ever had one of those days? Yes, Lord. When, when everything uh, uh, seems to be going wrong, uh, if you haven't, I want to turn your attention to Job chapter 1, where he had one of those days, where he woke up on top of the world and ended up going to bed with the world on top of him. Has anyone ever had one of those days? But not only Job, but some of you remember uh, Hezekiah when Isaiah came to him and said, you know what? You shall die and not live. Lord have mercy. Hezekiah has had one of those days. But, but I don't believe it's just Job and Hezekiah. Hallelujah. I believe that every one of us that have been in 2020 for just a little while has had one of those days. Uh, one of those days when it's difficult to dance. One of those days when it's problematic to praise. Uh, one of those days when it's tough to express thanksgiving. What do you do when you have one of those days? Well, I want to encourage you, Paul and I want to tell you to say hallelujah anyhow. Amen. Hallelujah. That even when you have one of those days, hallelujah, that we should still take a moment to praise. And we should still take a moment to be thankful and express our gratitude and our gratefulness unto God. Because believe it or not, as I said it before, I'll say it again, that you're uh, uh, your praise is not predicated upon your predicament. It's not predicated or dependent upon any outside circumstances. Uh, believe it or not, your praise is an inside job. As a matter of fact, somebody needs to type, it's an inside job. Yes, Lord. The joy that I have, yeah, the world didn't give it to me. And guess what? The world can't take it away. It's, it's an inside job. It's something that's going on in your heart and your mind where you realize that God is in control, that God is sovereign, and God can trust some folks with trouble. And even in the midst of circumstances that are not ideal, even when the situation is not what you would have it to be, even when your candidate did not win the election, yes, Lord, when you did not get a check in the mail, even when the doctor's report is not what you would have it to be, hallelujah, it is an inside job, hallelujah. And you can still give God praise in the midst of that, hallelujah, a moment of praise and thanksgiving. And what Paul is saying today is that we can praise God at all times. Yes, Lord, we can praise God at all times, that, that we can trust in God despite our circumstances. Uh, we understand that faith in the Father is not based on anything external. Uh, it's not based on anything temporal, but it's based, it's based on our confidence and our trust in our Lord and our God, that he's working all things together for the good of those who love him. Hallelujah. So let me go back to the text. This is where Paul was, what was going on in his life right here. In this 16th chapter, uh, uh, of the book of Acts. Uh, Paul was, uh, at this point in his life, where everything was going well. Paul was in what we call his season, yes. Uh, in Acts chapter 16, he was doing many mighty, glorious works for God. Acts chapter 16 and verse number one, he had met a disciple. He had met uh, one of his protégés named Timothy, and they had an instant connection, and they began a loving relationship where Paul tutor taught and trained him. Paul was in his season. Everything was going well for him uh, in Acts chapter 16. As a matter of fact, not only was he tutoring, teaching, and training Timothy, he was also traveling. Yes, the Bible talks about how he was going from place to place, uh, and Paul was uh, 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 
planting churches and God was doing great things through him. He was planting churches and every church that he planted was blooming. Every church that he planted was blossoming. Every church that he planted was just blowing up. Paul was in his season. God was doing great things uh, at the beginning of Acts chapter 16. But somebody knows that around verse number 16 in Acts chapter 16, uh, Paul had one of those days. He had one of those days because the Bible says that he ran into a young girl who had a spirit of divination. Yes, uh, she was involved in what they call soothsaying. Uh, and that's just a big word for fortune telling. Uh, she was fortune telling. And what she was doing is that her masters, the people that owned her, the people that were in charge of her, uh, she, they were pimping her for profit. Mm, they were using her gift of fortune telling, soothsaying, yes, Lord, uh, to be able to tell people about their future. And as they told people, as she told people about their future, they would give them finances. Hallelujah. And I just want to throw this in for free. Uh, there are still some people to this day uh, uh, that if you uh, that would tell you what you want to hear, uh, they won't prophesy. They'll prophesy. Yes, Lord. Uh, they'll tell you anything that they want to hear. And usually the motivation behind it is finance. Hallelujah. But I just believe there's still somebody that's standing on the word of God. that was still going to do what thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. So as a consequence, hallelujah, uh, Paul ran into this girl who had a spirit of divination. Uh, she was soothsaying. And as a matter Matter of fact, uh, they had an encounter with her and day after day she would call and she would nag Paul. She would follow him around and she was uh, getting on Paul's last nerve. And as a consequence, Paul uh, 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 called this girl out. As a matter of fact, there was a spirit that was causing her to act the way that she was acting. And what Paul did is says, I called on the name of Jesus and he cast out catch this in verse 18 he cast out the spirit that was inside of her yes lord he he cast out and canceled this girl's ability uh to predict the future and uh as a consequence of that the people that were in charge of her the girl's owners yes lord they got upset uh, uh they got upset hallelujah and they uh, uh did some things to paul yes lord they they uh they did some things to paul yes they uh, uh they ended up in a situation where they laid hands on Paul. They went to a situation where they locked up Paul. Hallelujah. Uh, they went into a situation where they uh, even uh, lied on Paul. And as a consequence of that, he was found himself in jail. He found himself at the end of this day. Now he's in jail. And, uh, and, and you know, and as I, I said it before, but I'll say it again, that whenever God is grooming somebody for greatness, do you understand that hell gets in a hurry? <laughs> Yes, Lord, Paul doing all the great things that he was doing for the kingdom uh, uh, and hell gets in a hurry. And some of you, you don't have to be in Paul's shoes. You can talk about your own testimony that when God begins to do great things in your life, you understand that you will have some haters that were lined up. Hallelujah. And I even hate preaching about it. But somebody knows that when you are doing great things for God, uh, hell will get in a hurry and your haters will get in a hurry. But what I like about Paul right now, what I like about Paul is that even in the midst of all of that, even in the midst of being in his season and everything going right and everything swiftly transitioning to going wrong. Uh, what I like about Paul is his response. Somebody type response. Yes. Uh, instead of having a pity party, he prayed. Instead of having a pity party, he prays. Yes, Lord. He prayed. He, he talked 
to God in the midst of this situation. And after he talked to God, yes, Lord, he began to praise God. Because somebody knows that singing and supplication is a strong combination. Yes, Lord. When you sing, uh, when you have supplication, that means praying. When you're talking to God and then you, uh, uh, you start singing, yes, Lord, you start praising God. Somebody knows that God will change your whole atmosphere. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So instead of having a pity party, they started praising and praying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as a consequence, the Bible says that uh, in verse number 24, that they locked Paul up. Uh, uh, they lied on him, laid hands, and then they locked him up. As a matter of fact, they put him in the innermost part of the prison, according to verse number 24. Uh, uh, and they bound him uh, 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 with his feet in stocks. In other words, they put him on the inside of the prison and they bound his feet with stocks. Uh, so they hid him inside the jail and they had handcuffs on Paul. And me personally, I think this is a good idea. Hallelujah. Because some of you understand Paul's past. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, some of you understand that Paul used to have a temper. Yes. Well, uh, and if you mess with Paul, yes, Lord, you know you would be in trouble. As a matter of fact, when Scripture finds Paul, Paul was at a stoning party. Yeah. Paul was one that is known for persecuting Christians. So if you cross Paul, yeah, I think it's a good idea to have him in jail and locked up while he's in jail. Yes, Lord, because Paul was known for persecuting Christians. As a matter of fact, uh, when he got called into ministry, he was dragging. He had letters from Damascus to, to catch and, and persecute anybody calling upon the name of the Lord. Yes, Lord. So I think it's a good idea that they had Paul on the inside of the prison and they had him in stocks, uh, had his feet and his hands bound. Hallelujah. Uh, 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 because uh, uh, they were concerned about Paul. Hallelujah. And I just want to let you know uh, today that I think that's why your haters ought to be glad that you're good and saved now. Yes, Lord. Uh, I believe that's a good reason that your, your haters ought to be glad that you're good and saved. Because believe it or not, obviously Paul had been hanging out with Christ and a wonderful change had come over him. Because once upon a time, he was casting out demons. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, now he's casting out demons. Once upon a time, he was knocking out demons. Yes, Lord. Uh, now he's uh, speaking to spirits. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. And when he was speaking some other things and somebody ought to be glad today. Yes, Lord. Uh, because not only Paul, but a wonderful change has come over you. Yes. Because just like Paul, some people, people that uh, that would have gotten a piece of your mind. Yes, Lord. Now you're praying for. It. Yes, Lord. Uh, some people that would they get would have gotten their ear cut off. Yes, Lord. Now you're you're calling on the name of the Lord. Aren't you glad for a wonderful change? Anybody glad for a wonderful change? That has come over you. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and they sang praises unto God. Uh, and the prisoners heard them. So, uh, again, uh, your praise is not predicated on your predicament. Because Paul's predicament at this point is that he was in prison and the prisoners heard them. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the next thing I want to lift up today, hallelujah, is that not only does your praise, is your praise uh, not predicated on your predicament, uh, another reason why you should give thanks is uh, because when you do that, your praise indicates that you know examination always precedes elevation. Uh -huh. 
when you're giving praise and thanks unto God, it lets uh, you indicate that you know that examination always precedes elevation and graduation. Hallelujah. Uh, some of you understand that today we're in what we call a paperless and wireless society. Uh, we don't carry paper around like we used to. Uh, but anybody who has graduated uh, from a course or a set of classes that you've taken, uh, at the end of that course, after you've passed all of the necessary examinations, uh, you understand that once you have graduation, you get a piece of paper. Uh, you get a degree, you get a diploma that indicates, yes, Lord, you have gone through your examination and now you're ready for elevation and graduation. And even though we don't take care of paper like we used to, even if we move from house to house, uh, if we move from office to office, whenever you go into many people's, uh, many places where people have gone through a graduation, you'll see that piece of paper on the wall. Yes, Lord, don't, you may not see anything else, but you'll see that piece of paper on the wall. And the reason why is because the examination always precedes elevation and graduation. Uh, if you don't uh, pass the examination, then you don't get to experience graduation or elevation or promotion. The Bible says that because Paul knew that God was testing him, that God was getting ready to elevate him again, that God was getting ready to graduate him again, Paul was not sitting there having a pity party. The Bible says in verse number 25 that and at midnight, Paul and Silas, yes, his prayer partner, prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. As a matter of fact, Paul is now preaching what he's, uh, he's not practicing what he's always been preaching. Yes, Lord, he's now practicing what he's always been preaching because believe it or not, he told the church at, uh, at Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 16, he told them to rejoice always, uh, to pray without ceasing. He said, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God, uh, concerning you. Yes, Lord. He's been preaching it for a while, but now Paul is practicing it. And I believe that Paul has gone from preaching it to practicing because he understands that uh, before every graduation that he experienced in his life, he had always gone through some type of examination. Yes, Lord. As a matter of fact, as we look back over the pages of Paul's life, we understand that Paul experienced shipwreck. Uh, as we look back over the pages of Paul's life, we understand that Paul experienced being snake bitten. Uh, as we look back over the pages of Paul's life, we understand that he had also been stoned. Yes, shipwrecked, snake bitten, and stoned. In every situation that he'd gone through, uh, he understood that he had to go through some trials. He had to go through some tests. He had to go through some temptation. He had to go through examination. And But he understood that after every examination, God continued to repel him. God continued to promote him. He continued to experience promotion, elevation, and graduation. Hallelujah. So as a consequence of that, Paul was able to say, you know what? Uh, God is getting ready to promote me. God is still doing great things through me. And I'm not going to wait until the battle is over to shout. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and shout right now because I know God has purpose on my life. Yeah. And if you know God has purpose on your life, yes, that's why God is, uh, that's why you've been going through so much in 20. 20. That's why you've gone through the uh, 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 all that you've gone through, because you understand that God has purpose on your life. Hallelujah. God is a 
letting you go through the examination so you can experience elevation. Yes, Lord. And what Paul understood is, you know what he said? I hadn't arrived yet. I, I know God is still working on me. He's still preparing me. He's still promoting me. He still wants to do even greater things through me. Yes, Lord. As a matter of fact, he said not uh, in Philippians 3 and 12, he said not that I've already attained or am already perfect. Uh, in other words, I hadn't got there yet. But guess what? I'm pressing on uh, that I may lay a hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid a hold on me also. He said, I'm still pressing. I'm still going to keep on praising. Yes, Lord. I may be in prison, but I'm still praising because I understand that God has great things in, in store for me. So I'm going to go ahead and rejoice in my uh, uh, examination because I know God is getting ready to give me elevation. Yes, Lord. Uh, and as a consequence, Paul didn't let the negativity. He didn't allow negative people didn't allow negative places, didn't allow negative predicaments prevent him from pursuing his purpose and letting God uh, uh, and passing the examination that was necessary for God to give him elevation. And I just want to talk to somebody today who may have been going through your own season of examinations, uh, going through one test after another. Yes, Lord. I just want to let you know today that God is getting you ready for graduation. Yes. Uh, uh, you going through your examination. Yes. Um, because God is getting you prepared for your graduation. Uh, and I just believe I'm talking to somebody that knows what it feels like. Yes, Lord, that that you got fired from your job, but you shouted when they gave you and when they released you. Hallelujah. Has anybody ever been in a situation where you've been in your own prison or you've been released from your job? Yes, Lord. And you didn't instead of crying, instead of having a pity party. Yes, Lord. You started praising God because you knew you were going through your examination. You were getting ready for graduation and elevation that God was uh, closing that door because he was getting ready to open up another one. Yes, Lord, you can go ahead and type on the screen. Thank God for elevation. Yeah, thank God for graduation. As a matter of fact, some of you understand what it feels like when somebody broke up with you or somebody left you and said, you know what? Our season of walking together is, is over and you had to, it took everything within you, hallelujah, to pretend like you were sad, like you were uh, upset because they were moving on. But after they walked out the door, yes, Lord, you gave God of praise. Yes, Lord. And thank you. Yes, Lord, for, Lord, for closing that door. Because some of you understand you can't get to your next until you are over your ex. Hallelujah. And God saying, you know what? I'm going to praise right now. Yeah. You've gone through the examination. Now you're getting ready for elevation. As a matter of fact, somebody's gone through a test. Hallelujah. Somebody knows what it feels like to even have an emergency room praise. Yes, Lord. When the uh, things were not going like you wanted to do. But instead of getting upset, instead of having a pity party, yes, Lord, you understand that was just the examination that God was going to use for elevation. Yeah, because the test is always the first part of a testimony. And the same God that allowed you to go through it, you knew God could trust you with trouble, that he could bring you out, that he can raise you up. Yes, Lord. And that he could do a great thing with you. Hallelujah. And I just was glad today. Yes, Lord, that I passed my examination. Yes. So as a matter of fact, somebody ought to type, I passed my examination. And as a consequence, now you're ready. Now you're ready for graduation. Hallelujah. What a mighty God I serve. So again, uh, your praise, your thankfulness, yes, Lord, indicates that you know that examination always proceeds elevation and graduation. And then last point that I want to point out as we look at the text today, hallelujah, is that your praise ushers you into the presence, power, and peace of God. I'm in verses 26 through 34. Yes, Lord, your praise ushers you into the presence, the power, and the peace of God. 
Because the Bible says that they were there. Yes, Lord. And, and Paul and Silas, as they were praying and singing praises unto God, that the prisoners heard them. And verse 26 says a word that I love. It says, and suddenly, Lord have mercy. I love that word. Yeah. And suddenly, mm, uh, and suddenly, yes, Lord, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, somebody shout immediately, yes, all of the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. Yes, uh, because Paul and Silas, they didn't have a pity party, they had a praise party. Because Paul and Silas understood that as we praise God, hallelujah, it ushers us into the presence of God. Hallelujah, it ushers us into the presence of God. And somebody knows that when you're in the presence of God, you're able to experience the power and the peace of God. Yeah, you're able to experience the power and the peace of God. So as Paul was praying and singing praises, yes, Lord, the Bible said the prisoners heard them and there was a great earthquake and everybody's bands were loose. Yes, Lord, the power of God. Yes, uh, the presence of God came in and the power, everybody's bands were loosed. Uh, uh, not only Paul and Silas, but everybody that was in the prison, uh, they experienced a, breath, a blessing and a breakthrough because of what Paul was going through. As a matter of fact, the scriptures go on and talk about even the jailer. Yes, uh, the one that was in charge of keeping them down. Yes, Lord, because they saw what God was doing through them. They, they saw how God, they, these men were still giving God praise and thanks, even in the midst of all they had gone through on that day where they had hands laid on them, where they were locked up. Yes, Lord. And after they had been lied on. Yes, Lord. And the prisoners saw how they acted. Hallelujah. And the, even the jailer said, you know what? I want to know this God that you're talking about. How can I be saved? And, and Paul even ushered the prisoner, the prisoner guard into salvation. Paul ushered the prison guard into salvation. Let me let, make sure you understand this. Yes, Lord, that your praise ushers you into the presence uh, and the power and the peace of God. Yes, Lord, because uh, Paul was able to praise God. Yes, he was still giving thanks unto God. He was able to experience the presence of God in such a way uh, that the power of God fell on the prison and impacted everyone that was there. In other words, his Christianity became contagious. Yeah, uh, uh, others were, uh, his attitude impacted the atmosphere uh, in, in such a way that others' lives were changed. Some of you have heard that misery loves company. Well, I want to let you know that positivity loves company as well. Yes. As a matter of fact, I believe that's why God uh, puts you in certain situations. I believe God puts his brightest light even in the most dark places. Yes. He put his brightest light in the darkest places. Um, because we're called to be light of the world, uh, the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And that's why God has allowed us to go through certain situations. Hallelujah. It said the prisoners heard them. In other words, people in the same predicament uh, were observing how Paul and Silas were acting. Yes, Lord. Do you understand there's some folks that God can trust with trouble? And even in the midst of all of that, yes, Lord, just like Job, uh, instead of cursing God and dying, they are blessing God and living. They're still giving God praise 
even in the midst of their predicament. Hallelujah. And when you use your mouth to express gratitude, hallelujah, God uses that to change your altitude. Yes, he changed your atmosphere. As a matter of fact, everyone's bands were loose. Yeah, uh, Paul's light dispelled darkness in others. And what I want to share with you today is it's not about you. Mm. Let me say that again. Uh, uh, even the reason why you're in that prison, guess what? Even the reason why you're in that predicament, it's not about you. Yes, Lord. God is using uh, you uh, and what you're going through that somebody else can be free. Yes, Lord. He's using your test. He's using your trial. He's using your testimony uh, so that somebody else can see, you know what? Uh, uh, I saw what you went through and I saw how you were still able to keep a thankful attitude. And as a consequence, other people that have been bound and imprisoned by that same uh, predicament. Yes, Lord. Everyone's bands were loose. Hallelujah. Paul was able to, uh, uh, it, it impacted Paul to such an extent, yes, Lord, that he was able to uh, uh, impact and help everybody else. And I believe it got so good to Paul himself that he said, you know what, I want to write a letter about this situation. Yes. In other words, I understand today uh, that in the midst of all of this, yes, my praise ushers me into the presence and the power and the peace of God. I believe that's the reason why he, uh, when he got out, he had to write the letter to the church at Philippi. In Philippians 4 and, and verse number 4, he says, rejoice. Yeah, in the Lord always. Yeah, and again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. Yeah, that the Lord is at hand. And he told uh, the church at Philippi to, to be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer, yeah, and thanksgiving. There it is. Let your requests be known unto God. Uh, and when you do that, yes, Lord, you experience the presence of God and then you experience the peace of God. That's the part I like right there. And the peace of God, yeah, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Yes, Lord. Paul was able to have peace even in the middle of the prison. Yes, Lord. He experienced the power, the presence and the peace of God. And then he got went on to be able to say, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things, uh, these things which you have learned and received and saw in me. Yes, Lord, I preached it. Now I'm practicing it. Yes, Lord, these do and the peace of God will be with you. Yes, Lord, you'll experience the presence of God. You'll experience the peace of God and, and the power of God. And he went on to say, you know what, because I have been so close to God, because I know what happens when God steps into your situation. Yeah, because I know how God can invade my atmosphere. Hallelujah. I can be thankful even in the midst of that. He says, you know what? I've learned to be content in whatever state I'm in because I've learned to be a base and a bound. In other words, I've had a plate full of food and I had an empty plate. Hallelujah. But in everything, I've learned that I can do all things uh, through Christ uh, who strengthens me. Do you understand that if you know how to give God thanks, if, if you know how to give God praise, even in the midst of your predicament, hallelujah, you can experience the peace of God. And I just believe that once you understand the peace of God, you can understand even the power of God. Uh, anybody in here understand what it means to experience the power of God, uh, where God has moved mountains, where, where God has called walls to fall. Uh, with his power, you've seen miracles. And, and because of that, there's nothing that's impossible. And because of that, yes, Lord, you understand that he is the one that made a way. 
that God is the one that used everything and he's working it all together for our good. And I don't know about you, but I'm grateful to God that I can experience his presence today. I'm grateful to God that when you experience his presence, that he allows you to experience his peace and his power. Yes, Lord. And because of that, you're able to give thanks always. You don't have to wait until the bell is over. You can shout right now. Uh, even in the midst of that, yes, Lord, because your praise is not predicated upon your predicament. You can be in a situation that's not ideal. You can be in a situation that uh, your flesh would fight against. But again, your praise uh, is not predicated upon your predicament. You can give God thanks in all situations. And not only that, you understand that your praise is letting the world know that you, you understand that you know examination always precedes elevation and graduation. Uh, there are some things that we have to go through. Uh, God has to trust some, God can trust some of us with trouble. And we understand that even in the midst of our trouble, yes, Lord, that we don't have to wait until everything is ideal, that we can give God praise even in the midst of it. And at midnight, Paul and Silas, they prayed, yeah, and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And last and finally is that as we praise God and give God thanks, uh, your praise ushers you into the presence of God, the power of God, and the peace of God. Yes, Lord, uh, your praise, it ushers you into the presence of God, the power of God, and the peace of God. Uh, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, you know, guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. And in the midst of that, hallelujah. And as a consequence of that, you don't have to wait until the battle is over. Uh, you don't have to wait until everything gets better. Uh, you don't have to even wait until you uh, come out of your predicament. You can go ahead and give God a moment of praise. You can say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Yes, Lord, you can be just like Paul. It's a good thing to, uh, to give God thanks. Yes, Lord, you should give God thanks in all things. Hallelujah. You can tell him like you can tell people just like he told the church at Philippi. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men that the Lord is at hand. And whatsoever things are pure, lovely, just, and of a good report, think on these things. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So I just want to encourage you today, regardless of what's going on, continue to have an attitude of gratitude. Continue to give God thanks in all things. Yes, Lord. We understand our motive for praise because God is good. God is whatever we need. Uh, yes, Lord. We understand the manner of praise that Whenever we thank God, whenever we are grateful for whatever, we should express it. And then we understand now the moment of praise, that we should bless God at all times. Hallelujah. Even in the prison, even in the pit, uh, wherever you may be, because we understand that God, when we do that, we can experience the presence of God, uh, the power of God to loose whatever is holding us back, and the peace of God to give us peace even in the midst of the storm. I thank God for you today. I pray that you've been strengthened and encouraged by the word today, the word of God for the people of God. And the people of God did say, 
Amen. All right. Give God some praise today. Hallelujah. Go ahead and give him thanks. Yeah, this is your part right here. Yes, Lord. Go ahead and tear in. have your personal praise party. Yes, Lord. Right there in your house. Yes. Give God thanks for the great things he's done. God bless you. May he forever keep you is our prayer. Amen.